so you've reached the Food Fumble Hotline. We're here to help you answer all of your food and cooking related questions. I'm Jamie Deep. And I'm Em. Let's just dive right in. Yeah, I so. Don't, <laughs> don't put the I don't know in! <laughs> I will put the I don't Hi, I'm completely unqualified to answer all of your food questions, but we're just gonna roll with it, man. Yes. Okay. So we've got a question from Alex. Yeah. From the Gamescast. So he emailed in and he said, I had a question about pancakes. Specifically, how are you supposed to make them? Ever since I was a kid, pancakes have been my kryptonite. I always either burn them or have them come out pale and undercooked. My mother used to tell me that you can tell when you're supposed to flip them when the bubbles on the top pop, but clearly there's more to it than that since I can still never get them right. Do you have any tips for pancake preparation? Any fundamentals I might be missing? Am I forever doomed to never taste a luxurious buttermilk pancake by my own hands? This is a great question, Alex. We're so glad you asked this. Yeah. Um, and it's our our only and like main question for for today as well. So we're just gonna do a real deep dive. I I love pancakes. I love pancakes so much. Jamie's face is like so excited. You just, you can tell. Listener, my face is completely dead inside right now. <laughs> We're recording on Monday, October 19th, and I don't know where my brain is anymore, but we're going to talk about pancakes. Um, wow, you really ruined that movie magic. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, it's good to tell them so that they know, like, you know, the context of the time that we're in and all of that. Okay. Are we really? Okay, yeah, we're going to keep all this. It's fine. <laughs> all right. Pancakes. Um, I grew up eating my dad's pancakes. We initially started eating pan Like, fun, fun personal story from Jamie. I'm part Australian. <laughs> um, and when my dad married my mother, he moved with her here to, or he moved her up to Portland where I was born. And when they first had my brother, my older brother, his, my dad's little sister sent him letters and stuff. And then she would send him little recipes. And one of them was for what she called picklets, which were little pancakes. And for the longest time, we would use that recipe and we would make these tiny, itty-bitty, mini pancakes. And they were tasty, but they weren't made with buttermilk. Um, so they weren't, you know, they, they just didn't hit that that right way. Um, eventually, we, we found a recipe through New York Times cooking. It's a few years old, um, but it makes fluffy, delicious, yummy pancakes. And so I'm just going to talk about making pancakes based around that recipe. I will track it down. I'll link it probably in the description. Who knows? Um, we're going to break this down into four categories. The first is the batter. The second is equipment. Then we're going to talk about actually cooking the pancakes. And then for fun, we're going to talk about toppings for your pancakes. Okay, so I'll start us off with batter. Um, fun fact, I think I'm the only one in my personal household that actually doesn't really like pancakes. Um, I like a Dutch pancake, but in any case, back to the point, your batter is key. So if you don't have a good mix, you're not going to have a good end product. So the beginning right off, if you don't start off well, it's just going to be a disaster after. So... Let's get through the basics. One, you don't want to add your dry to your wet. It's got to be your wet to your dry. Wet to dry ingredients. For almost everything in cooking, you have to add wet to dry. Otherwise, it clumps and it just doesn't um, dissolve and get mixed in the right way. And then when you cook it later, you'll have like bites of the dry ingredients. And you don't want that. You want it to be consistent and you want that to be just perfectly fluffy, cooked, pancake at the very end yeah um, um so um in key to that you also don't want to overmix it because as much as you want a smooth batter just because you mix it a lot does not necessarily mean it's going to be a good batter so once you see that it's properly mixed and that everything looks mostly mixed together you're good don't overthink it yeah um it's okay to have a few lumps in your batter uh, the main thing is you just want to make sure that everything is incorporated well. You got to think of it as like baking a cake or um, 
bread. Like, Whoa, let's... it's called pancake. Whoa. Sorry. <laughs> I know, groundbreaking. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's like bread. Um, your pancake is not bread, even though it is made with similar ingredients as bread. The more you mix your pancake, the more you're going to encourage gluten development in your pancake. Um, and that is going to make for a tough and chewy pancake instead of a soft and fluffy one. Um, one last note on, on pancakes and batter. Um, just don't, don't use pancake mix. Like, no. It's not necessary. It's a ripoff. What they do with pancake mix is they just pre-mix some flour and some freaking baking soda and a little salt and sugar like those are those are general like pantry staples um i personally recommend you have something like that um in your in your kitchen at most times just because like if you're baking a lot or if you want to make pancakes often or waffles or any other tasty carby breakfast food it's gonna be good to have um so pancake mix, it's a ripoff. You're better off just buying a bunch of like staples and using those instead. Um, and same goes for any other kind of cake or brownie mix. You can really just be a big kid and, and make your make your stuff. It's not that hard. Yeah. Moving on to equipment. The key to a good pancake is to use a big skillet and low heat. Ideally, what my family does is we use nonstick skillets. Um, and there's some pretty inexpensive ones out there now. Um, if you go to, like, Target, they'll be on sale occasionally, even just, like, any big box department store. Big box department store, sell we, your soul to corporations. We love them. I, I mean, that's the only place for your, your most inexpensive equipment. Yeah. So, there's also always usually typically sales for the kitchen department. So, yes. definitely recommend going online to find if there's any exclusive deals or anything that's coming up. You're bound to find one or something, one or at least the other. Yeah. If you really want to go all out with your pancakes, I don't recommend this because, like, I'm not one for unitaskers, like, so items that only are used for one purpose. But, like, the, the best way to cook your pancakes is on, like, a griddle of some sort or, like, electric griddles, which are, like, you know, temperature control and you can maintain everything and it's a big flat surface so you can get those big flapjacks going and eggs and sausage and burgs all at once and, like, at the same time you can <laughs> you can juggle some bananas and, like, I don't know, make a smoothie. <laughs> Jamie's really just going off on griddles. I will say, if you just happen to have a griddle, Use you know, it. yeah. yeah. You can. It's it's a lot cooler because then you don't have to be stuck in your kitchen. You can take it out to your dining room table and make it more interactive. Yeah, and include your roommates and all of that. Um, or you don't have to. Or don't. Just make pancakes for yourself and then they're going to have to live with the fact that you have pancakes and they don't. Um, the biggest thing, though, about whatever cooking vessel you use, um, be it a skillet or a griddle if you happen to have one, <laughs> is to not over-grease your pan. Because um, if you have a good pancake recipe, especially if it's a buttermilk pancake, chances are there's already like a lot of butter in it and a lot of fat in it. Um, and if you over-grease your pans, it's just going to be greasy and oily. You're not going to get that good browning on there. Um, just not a good time. Uh, the trick to getting like just the right amount of oil on there is to... Uh, just get like a small, a slight drizzle. Do like a single circle of oil is what I like to do in my, in my, in my cooking adventures. I don't know why I said that, but <laughs> um, yeah, um, if you want to stick with butter though, I mean, not right. much will do. Like yeah. you could just grab just but, the tiniest bit, put it on, move it around. But even then, that's just, still yeah up to you. It well. Yeah, I don't necessarily recommend using butter. If you really want to, go ahead. But the main, th like, the reason why I recommend using, like, a neutral cooking oil, like canola oil, um, is that, like, after you get that small bit of oil on there, you're actually going to, like, take your rubber spatula or whatever you're going to use to flip your, your pancakes, just throw a paper towel on the skillet, and then use your spatula to mix it around and, like, wipe off the excess oil, but then spread it all the way around the skillet. And that way you're going to have, like, an evenly greased pan but it's also not gonna be super duper oily and greasy and make bad pancakes um and that's 
that's the main thing is we don't want greasy pans we don't want greasy pancakes because it's just not a good time yeah because if you put too much oil segue and you have your heat on too high once you put in your batter you're gonna be deep frying basically and you don't want that so make sure that your heat is on low or at least medium low depending on maybe i don't know i've worked with a couple stoves and their low is just like not it's not gonna work so medium low to low and oh actually no low just straight up low like if you have numbers i don't know no 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 trust me trust me my stove is pretty janky i don't know you want it like (laughs) a two or a three if you have numbers on your stove um but air towards the side of low because that just allows for better control over your pancake cooking it'll take longer you know, then if you just have it on medium or high, but your pancakes will actually turn out to be how you want them. Brown, evenly cooked, and perfect. Yeah. A couple of things. My hot take is that small pancakes are better than big pancakes. And they're also, for the home cook, much more doable and achievable and tastier and prettier than your big pancakes. Um, The main reason for this It's just because skillets heat unevenly. Burners and stoves have, like, hot spots and cold spots, so it's really, really hard to account for um, the cooking of your pancake if you just have a big honking boy in your pan. Um, I like to do about... Or pancakes that are about, hmm, like, two inches in diameter, three inches, which are really small boys, but you just have so much more control over it. And you'll be able to get that even browning. Um, The other thing is you don't want to crowd your pancakes. So if you're doing these small two, three inch pancake rounds, on the large skillet, you can do like two or three at a time. Um, And you want to make sure that the heat's pretty low. Uh, And as Alex's mother had mentioned in in, in in, in the question... You want to wait until, you know, bubbles have formed and they've started popping. We actually, um, what my dad likes to do actually is he likes to wait for a few bubbles to have popped and then you're going to flip the pancakes. Um, in terms of what to use to flip the pancakes, he's also very particular about that. Um, we're a family that loves like silicone spatulas, uh, mainly because they go on sale and on clearance, like all All the the time time. like it is a given that at any given point you're gonna find some kind of like rubber spatula um what we tried what i i consulted him on this because he is the he is the pancake man in our in our family in my in my immediate family and he recommends using a spatula that is as like thin at the edge as possible it just gives you more control over flipping the pancakes it's easier to get underneath them it's not you're still going to end up jostling these pancakes a little bit, but it makes it a little... It gives you some more control over it. Um, and, yeah, so when it comes to flipping the pancakes, get your get your spatula about halfway underneath. Once you start seeing multiple bubbles that have popped on the top of your pancake, um, you can take a little peek at the bottom to see how they look. Um, if they're nice and brown, give them a, give them a good flip. Um, Maybe not a good flip. Just be careful. Yeah. yeah. Turn them over. Yeah. You don't want to be... (laughs) These are beginners we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. You don't want to be too aggro with it, but get it under there, lift it up gently, kind of flop them over, and with enough luck, you should have a nice, even, golden brown um, pancake showing. And then you're going to let that pancake sit for another minute and a half to two minutes. Um... Check the undersides occasionally, you know, see how they're doing once they've started, like, cooking. You can kind of jostle the pan a little bit, and they can wiggle around. The Just the thing about it is, if you don't have a griddle, your pancakes are going to look a lot prettier on the first side than they are going to look on the second side, unless you want to, like, overcook your pancakes and have tough, sad pancakes. Um, so after about a minute and a half, if you look at the bottom, there's like some browning that's starting to form, but it's still like a nice soft pancake. They should be, um, ready to go and just take them out, deposit it. If you really want that, those nice Instagram pancakes, just make sure that, you know, the pretty side is facing up. Um, 
if you're making a lot of pancakes, which usually is what happens when you make smaller ones, just keep them in like a, a warm oven, just at the, at the lowest setting or in a toaster oven if you have it, or even just in the microwave, just so that you have some better insulation and they're not just getting cold and sad. Um, and yeah, just keep on going with that batch after batch, yeah. rinse and repeat. Uh, just, just one, yeah. Oh, oh sorry, yeah. It's going to be kind of your experimental batch. So don't be too scared if the first few are kind of janky as you're getting the right timing and getting into the flow of cooking, you know. They'll still taste great, you know. But yeah. just know that looks aren't everything. And that's why when you're done with your pancakes, toppings can make all the difference. Yeah. Sorry, before we go into <laughs> toppings, yeah, uh, I just wanted to build off of what M said. That first batch is your diagnostic batch. So from there, you can adjust your pan heat so that you know that you can get better pancakes for the rest of your batches. If your pancakes turned out a little on the pale side, you know, you can bump up the heat a little bit. I would recommend like one setting or half a setting or one number if that's what your stove is like um, and letting that heat up. If you're getting a little too dark brown or a little burny, then you know that you gotta um, turn that heat down and then wait a few minutes for your pans to cool down to the right temperature before you start doing your next batch. And then a lot of it is just adjusting and just keeping an eye on your pancakes and making sure that you're getting like the right consistent temperature. And it's gonna take a few batches, especially if you're just starting out. But with good batter, no matter how ugly the pancakes are, um, they're going to be real tasty. Finagling. We love it. Yeah. All right. But even if your pancakes are ugly, there's nothing that some toppings can't do to make it beautiful and appetizing. Um, so I personally just love maple syrup and fruit. Real maple syrup, okay? Not that fake, fake corn syrup, all right? 100% real. We know how cheap the unreal maple syrup is but don't fall for it good maple syrup is worth that just slightly higher price tag um and i would recommend whatever fruits in season you can't go wrong with bananas you can't go wrong with berries if it's summer um or even nuts if you're not allergic yeah um if you ask me i just eat my pancakes completely plain boo Okay, but if it's, a, hear me out, hear me out. If it's a good, it's, if it's a good ass pancake, like, you don't need syrup. You don't need toppings, okay? Like, my favorite weekend mornings in high school would be I would roll out of bed at like 10 a.m. And then I would wake up to the smell of like pancakes cooking because my dad's like, an early riser or whatever, I think. I don't really know. Morning person. Is he? Yeah, he is. He is a yeah. morning person. Um, oh, yeah. So quick quick note. We are related. So we know, <laughs> for the yeah. new listeners, yeah. again, it's over halfway through that we mentioned this tidbit. But yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, my dad will just, you know, cook pancakes. And my favorite thing is like, he'll have just like a big plate of all these like tiny little pancakes. And my favorite thing is to just fucking double fist my pancakes, you know, and just eat them while I'm standing there in the kitchen chatting with my dad and we're just talking about pancakes and how to cook them or we'll talk about the news. Which in hindsight, you know, it was a lot simpler time. So it wasn't as, you know, crazy to talk about. I mean, it was still like a a, a post-Trump, not post-Trump, but like it was so Trump in the, like, in the presidency. But nothing, like, as crazy as now. That is, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. So it was not as a hot topic. Yeah. For the family. It, it truly was not. Yeah. Um. But if you don't like sweet pancakes, don't worry. There's a multitude of other things you can do. It's very popular to add cheese. You can have bacon, sausage, um... All of those good things, as you can tell, we personally don't really dive into those. Yeah. But hey, if you like it, go ahead, slap yeah. it on top. One of my yeah, one of my personal favorites though is um, if the day before, if if the timing and the cooking gods and my mother's like whims all line up perfectly, we'll have leftovers from this dish called like boppy, uh, which in that that you like in Chaozhou ease. Chaozhouese? Chaozhouese. Language. In, in, in a specific... It escapes us. Yeah. 
um, there's a dish where it's like basically what they what they call like a peasant's food, and in it, like you put in Chinese sausage, um, eggs, uh, jicama, all kind of rolled up together with some herbs, and it's it's big, tasty. But usually, when we do that. We have leftover eggs and we have leftover Chinese sausage and the eggs are like fried really, really thin and it's just kind of fold up and rolled and then sliced into these like tiny five millimeter strips, like half centimeter <laughs> wide strips. I'm sorry. You could have just said tiny. Tiny strips, okay? <laughs> so my favorite thing, especially because the pancakes are tiny, is to make like a, a pseudo pig and pancake where I would take a few strips of egg and like a Chinese sausage and then like a, a thinly sliced like Chinese sausage and just roll it up and just shove that bad boy in my mouth. And it's just mm, the sweet, the buttery, the salty, the, the, the mildly creamy, but oh, it's my favorite thing. But Jamie's it, like salivating. <laughs> episode of each episode, Jamie's gonna just get caught salivating. <laughs> I miss food. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of options for your pancakes. But for the classic, you know, diner style, a bit of butter, lots of real maple syrup, and you'll be set. Um, hope that helps you, Alex, and anybody else who has trouble with your pancakes. Yeah, honestly, I could never make good pancakes um, just because I was the only one. I would bring up the topic of making pancakes. I would make the pancakes and then nobody else would really eat them. And I, I eventually gave up because I realized like, oh, I can just make other food. Yeah, I, re- fine. I remember like going over to your house or like spending the night and then the next day we tried to make the Japanese like souffle pancakes. Before. Oh, that was so bad. That was, <laughs> that is, that was so okay. That is extremely advanced. If you know how to make Japanese fluffy pancakes, please tell me. <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll make it. Maybe not this term. No, but... I'm, I'm talking to our listeners. If, if they know and they're just listening for the sake of enjoying us. Yeah, but now you've piqued my curiosity. We'll have an experimental episode in the future. How yeah. about that? Yeah, that would be... We've just cracked that right now. Completely okay. improvised. Okay, so do you want to do a COVID segment? Yeah, we're going to... We're going to talk about some some things that are a little more <laughs> COVID-specific. Um, mainly cooking when you're sick, and that could be just when you're just under the weather or if you have, like, COVID and are feeling up to eating food. As you know, if you're in Lane County, if you're at UO, or if you're around campus, or you live off campus, that the numbers are ridiculously high, like... But we're we're not about to, to get into... Like, How we all really feel about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and instead, we're just going to talk about ways that you can take care of yourself if you happen to be, get the Rona or if you are just feeling under the weather. Because and, it is almost cold season. Yeah. Um, and it's super important to know. Uh, growing up in a, in a Chinese family, our go-to was making a uh, kanji or rice soup or jou or jok or dao, depending on <laughs> where what, you're from, where you're from <laughs> and the language you speak. Um, it's literally just rice boiled, in boiled water. down. It was funny because, um, last week or not last week, but when we recorded our first episode afterward, Jamie texted me and asked, how do you make jok? And I was like, uh rice in water and boil it so it's kind of funny that a couple weeks later we are prescribing this yeah just as jamie had asked me yeah i was feeling very inspired because (laughs) um i i had gotten i had gotten quite sick a couple weeks ago um we love that hashtag relatability yeah (laughs) hashtag covid scares every week oh gosh um but yeah, like rice soup, that's that's a really, really good one. It's pretty easy. As long as you watch the pot, make sure that your rice doesn't boil over. If it does boil over, like, don't worry too much. Yeah. Just ask a roommate to clean it up. If yeah. You, or just... Clean it up later. Clean it up it's, later. Fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's not just a priority. It's rice and water. It will, pri- it'll wipe, it'll wipe up just fine. Yeah. Your priority should be to eat and to sleep and to get better. Yeah. Um, but food yeah. is nourishment. Food, food is nourishment. Um, yeah, um, so. Other hacks include just having canned soup in your cupboard. It is. It doesn't seem like a normal thing or a conventional thing because, oh my gosh, I'm never going to use it. But when you are sick and you do not feel like doing anything, it is a real lifesaver to just be able to peel 
that can open, dump it on the stove, and wait a few minutes to have a hot meal. Especially, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but when I feel super uber icky, gross, I don't want to really eat anything super heavy. So having just soup and maybe I'll have a bread or I have leftovers from another time and just eating that together, maybe I'll fry an egg. Just being able to have light things that are nutritious and don't like super weigh you down in any way is perfect. Um, but at the same time, everybody also has foods that just make them feel better or just foods that they want when they're sick. For for Emily, that is canned soup. <laughs> I will always advocate for soup. <laughs> soup. soup. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it is saltines and Sprite. <laughs> God, home remedies. <laughs> Taking it back. <laughs> the amount of saltines that I went through <laughs> this past two weeks it is that is that is all i ate (laughs) um i mean yeah it's it's a lot of salt it's like having bread and soup you have your saltines in water or tea no i just eat saltines you just eat saltines i just eat saltines oh my it is crazy yeah it's not healthy no i was i was (laughs) okay to be fair our soup all we had were soups with dairy in it which oh yeah you cannot eat um or it's like overly salty chicken noodle soup i can handle salty crackers i cannot handle salty soup yeah well so yeah yes as we said it's very specific to you and like what you crave when you are sick but the main things are like plain foods easy foods to make things that you can kind of curl up with a blanket and stare at while it's cooking and like just hands off things are really good i always recommend um dry toast bananas crackers saltines so many saltines something a little fizzy for your stomach you know ginger ale ginger ale sprite i'm a big sprite boy i'm team ginger ale controversial but like (laughs) i love me a ginger ale but when i have the stomach flu and i just want a little something something in my belly i want some sprite (laughs) (laughs) yeah well if i don't know what i was gonna say if you have if you want more information about like things to cook when you're sick feel free to hit up our our hotline form or email us we'll include that at the end yeah Coming up next, we have the hack of the fortnight. Oh, God. I know you hate that but Every time we say it, it's just... But hey, it is what it is. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, bi-weekly hack is so confusing because bi-weekly has, like, multiple meanings, you know? Yes. Anyway, for this week's (laughs) hack, Jamie... Oh, God. This was Jamie's idea. Um... We're going to tell you how to wash your dishes because, oh God, does that make a heck of a world of difference when you have a lot of dishes, but not a lot of time or not a lot of patience to deal with them. So, Jamie, why don't you take it away? Yeah. I've, uh, <laughs> I've observed many a person to wash dishes and um, I grew up in a small family, but a large extended family, and a very, very large Australian family, and um, they have this down to a a science. Um, The main thing is, if you have a sink with two sections in it, utilize the sections. Be efficient. Sort your dishes, okay? There's flames coming up from behind Jamie. (laughs) All right? You've got, if you, if you, we're going to start with a two tub sink and then we'll talk about single tub sinks or you know what we're just gonna talk about how to wash these dishes because i'm getting a little heated now <laughs> <sighs> too much heat in my system the flames you gotta extinguish them <laughs> okay so you know how if you have a sink and it has the drain and under the drain is a garbage disposal put your dirty dishes on that side of the sink okay and when you wash your dishes Wash your big boys first, like your big bowls, big plates, pots, pans. pans. Well, I actually like to leave pots and pans for the end. Really? Yeah. I always wash them first. I will move the dishes out, so I will wash those first. I'll I'll do it the other way around, because at the end of washing dishes, when you dry them, 
you want like the big things that can kind of encompass a lot of stuff to be at the end so it can kind of go over everything. Oh, my dish rack isn't big enough, so I just put it on the side on a separate drying rack. I don't know. Anyway. And <laughs> that is tangent. <laughs> that is our pots and pans discourse. But you wanna you wanna soap up your big things first. After you soap up your dishes, do not wash your dishes one at a time. After you do your big boys, move them from the garbage disposal side to section B, the second tub. Sink vessel. I'm just going to call it a fine. Yeah. Section. We'll just call it the section. Section. Yeah. The second section. Okay. And then you're just going to soap your things, rinse it as needed, and just put them in the second side in the big bowls, in the big boys. Okay. After you've done all of that, do your utensils last? So that way you can just have them sitting in there. Okay. You're going to move your faucet over to the other side. You're going to start rinsing things out, okay? You can do your utensils, do multiple at a time, put them in your dish rack. Or if you're like me, put them in your dishwasher that you don't use because you're afraid of it because nobody ever taught you how to use a dishwasher growing up. It's, honestly, it's fine. It's I, I don't even think a lot of places here have dishwashers. That's very true. Yeah, they're just, our apartments are cheap. Anyway. Yeah. Put those bad boys in your utensil rack of your drying vessel or you really just are going with the weird names today (laughs) but yes put them in the utensil section of your dish rack dishwasher whatever yeah okay and then as you're doing this as you're putting away the things that you have rinsed turn off your water save your water okay the flames have returned and then (laughs) The, the great thing about doing this, though, is that the water will go into the big bowl where everything else is. So then, as you're going, things are slowly soaking and, like, more and more suds are coming off of them. So as you wash it, you need to use less water to rinse it out. Boom. And you just go and you just keep on going. And then you do your big boys and then you do your pots and pans and everything kind of nestles nicely. And you're done with dishes in, like, ten minutes. Okay, and the last thing, the last thing you need to do after you wash all your dishes is to wipe down your counters and then wipe down your sink. And if you, if, if (laughs) the flames are out of control, (laughs) my words are not working today, but your little strainer that catches the food before it goes into your freaking garbage. Down the drain. Down the drain. (laughs) You're making this up really complicated. Can you tell that I'm falling apart on week week four? Week four. Wow. It's really just getting our goat. Yeah. Throw away your food bits from your strainer. Wipe down your counters. Rinse your rag. Get Get a rag that is specifically for wiping down counters. Keep it by your sink. Wash, rinse out that rag after you like wipe down your counters and then wipe down your sink. Get that excess water. You don't want mold and mildew around your sink if you see grody bits of food stuck on your sink wipe that wipe that down use your sponge use a kitchen glove use a dish brush use something but keep your sink clean keep your counters clean there's like a an angry vein popping up on the side of jamie's head just like in those animes the flames are like out of control but you make a good point you make a good point and in my less heated version of this explanation, by having a system where you move from one section of the sink to the other, streamlines the way you wash your dishes. So everything is kept clean to dirty and separated. And also because by doing one step of the process through all of the dishes at a time, you don't really need to go back and forth and then mix up the dirty, mix up the clean, blah, blah, blah. Waste water because you're washing it one dish or utensil at a time. Yeah, don't waste... do that. Yeah, That's and... so, no. Yeah. We're, we're mature and are able to process what systems are. Use a system for when you wash your dishes. Yeah. And if you haven't, we're not trying to shame you. We're trying to provide you with resources to better your life. This is adulting 101, how to wash dishes quickly and easily. Also, because my God, you can spend a lot of time washing dishes, but like in our way of explaining explaining it, blah, 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 English, explaining it, it will just be so much better for you. So that's our hack. Yeah. Wow. That was a lot. <laughs> Maybe that was too I'm, much fire. 
too much fire. But, hey, having a clean sink and a well-kept sink is a key to an overall well-functioning kitchen. Because if your sink fucking fails, nothing else in your kitchen can happen until that sink is fixed. Whether it be there's things in the kitchen sink, there's gross stuff around the kitchen sink, or there's an issue with the sink because you don't properly clean it, the sink is seriously the most important part of your kitchen. Take care of it. Treat it well. Yeah. It's super necessary. The last thing you want to do is to do your dishes in a bathroom sink. That's just grody. Don't don't be that person. Really, don't be that person. If you can help it. Yeah. We're college students and we're known to be messy and gross, but don't sink to the level that, you know, your sink has mold on it, that it's almost unusable. Come on. Come on. Okay. Now that we've moved... Okay. We've... we've Knocked on that point a lot. Yeah. So. Food. Um, hashtag. Oh, oh God. Oh, yeah, wait. that's right. That's right. I, I missed a section. Oh, my God. Okay. Hashtag not sponsored. Ah. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. What yeah. was that? <laughs> don't, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're powering through. All right. So, in this week's segment of ding, 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 hashtag not sponsored, um, this is where we tell you about things that we love that are not sponsoring us but should because we love them so much we will vouch for them unapologetically shamelessly until the end so for me and i when i when i put this down jamie laughed at me because one it follows a pattern um of this podcast that we've kept so far and two because it is absolutely sitting in my freezer right now and it is what i consider hot take the best frozen pizza from a from a department freezer store freezer section. <laughs> department <laughs> department <laughs> store freezer section. Yeah, standard TV and appliance will sell you <laughs> this pizza. Honestly, you can get this pizza at your grocery store, at the convenience store. I've seen it everywhere. So it is the Red Baron's frozen pizza. My favorite is either the round deep dish or the french bread pizza yeah that's not really a shape your pizza should be in (laughs) but it is freaking delicious okay this stuff is on sale every other week or at least twice a month okay at safeway at the very least okay and and target um and walmart okay so it's got so many varieties they've got thick crust thin crust small large <laughs> like you've got your all the different topics hawaiian combo like all meat freaking cheese any kind of combo any kind of form it's there okay it's there my favorites brown deep dish like i said but combo and but it's always on sale it's super cheap it's always like buy two get one or buy two and it's like a super reduced price and there's coupons, and there's online savings, there's weekly ads. It's seriously so accessible. I love it. I haven't... <laughs> no, I'm just... First of all, I'm really hungry right now. <laughs> I have... I, we can eat some after this, oh honestly. I, I have not had Red Baron pizza in so long. And back in the day, the only ones my mom would get would be the, either, like, the, the ones that came in the tiny boxes. And it's, like, the four mini, mini pizzas. And it's, like, the meat combo or pepperoni. And seven-year-old me would just eat that up. Or sometimes we would get, like, the even bigger one. And then we would cut it into quarters so it was the same size as the four mini ones. Like, their mini pizzas are just my so childhood. Good. Like, that... Hot pockets and stop drooling. You're salivating again. You're salivating again. I'm so hungry and I also can't really eat it anymore. But yeah, that lactose intolerancy. But it's okay. I got I got some lactase now, so I can enjoy it every once in a Yay. while. Yay! But yeah, frozen pizza. Yes, I have. I have some right now. I always have it. If I ever break down, that's my food Yo, choice. I've, can we <laughs> go on? I'm so. <laughs> I'm so hungry right now. We could, if we ate, this would become ASMR, so we can't, we yeah. can't eat. We'll have, a, we should do a mukbang episode sometime. Oh, yeah. That would be really fun. That would be, okay. Okay, but I want to go to my hashtag not sponsored thing of the episode. And um, it is actually multiple things. It is, um, it's joke, 
It's Sprite, it's saltines, it's shrimp chips, it's tri-cereal, it's mint tea, but most importantly, it is Maggie, which is not, not like your friend Maggie or my friend Maggie, but this, it is This is going to be a closer friend than you ever need. Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you, man, I had like a stress-induced, bad, bad reaction to some dairy a couple weeks ago coupled with like a really bad COVID scare and the only thing I could eat were these one, two, three, four, five, six, seven things. <laughs> and we've and, talked about half of them already. Yeah. Um, and Maggie, man, it is like, it is this French slash, ho- ho- wait, not Holland. Oh, wait, what do you, what do you call something from Holland? Sk- sk- it's, it's just, just, it's fine. It's, it is it's fine. It is this European imitation soy sauce thing, which makes, which it's might make seasoning. It is seasoning, and at first, at, at first description, you might think like, is that just whitewashing? No, it's not. It is the most delicious thing. It is, it is just soy sauce, but it hits differently, and it comes in this black glass bottle with the red label and the yellow cap and it is iconic and you use it and you shake that little fucker to get every last bit of sauce out and you use it to flavor your rice you can use it to eat it with your eggs you can use it to eat it with your joke it is the only flavor that i could taste that wasn't salt yeah (laughs) for the past like week and a half that i could not eat anything it is what got me through my sickness because let me tell you, Joke is so plain. It's you, just boiled down rice. It is boiled down rice. And if you don't have anything else to flavor it with, it's just sad. Like, I went through so many different kinds of chips that we had that didn't have dairy in them just to try to flavor it. And then I would just put in all of the Maggie that I could. And that's Maggie A-G-M- M-A-G-G-I. Wow. English is really just the, the, the steam coming out of Jamie's brain right now. Just... Just billowing out of the ears. Incredible. To, to be fair, I... It's been a long day. Yeah. It, it has been a long day, and as a as a music major, half my day is spent thinking about music, and then the other half of it is spent thinking in Chinese for my Chinese classes. Wah, wah, wah. And literary Chinese. Oh my god. I love Chinese. that class. Anyway. Okay. Um, some fun facts about Maggie is that it is not soy sauce okay it's not it will always be next to the soy sauce making you think it is soy sauce but it is not okay i just looked it up it's processed similarly to soy sauce except it's got a fermented wheat protein so it provides a different flavor it's rich and it's salty but it's not not soy soy sauce sauce. okay and so it's kind of like roasty flavored that's kind of like how we could say it without being like weirdly describing taste so we'll just leave it at that it's roasty flavor yeah it's great it's super cheap there's different size bottles and you can use it for big utilitarian cooking you can use it for simple flavorings add it into your joke throw it in just like a different kind of seasoning for whatever you're cooking it's great just eat it with plain rice man just <laughs> Jamie's just like I want anything. I'll take anything. Rice and Maggie. That's it. Honestly, you look like you could just eat that up and be satisfied. I mean, I thought I never wanted to eat Maggie again after growing like, up after eating it so much. But if anything, being sick has just strengthened my love for Maggie. MVP. MVP for real, the sick people. Real freaking MVP, man. The only thing is, is that it isn't gluten-free. Um, and that is its only downside. Like, if it's made with wheat, it can't, it doesn't, it's not. It, is it? Yeah. It, <gasps> guess what? Maggie just got like 20 times no, better. No, yeah. it's called wheat. So yeah. it has gluten. Yeah, it's you not, just said it's gluten-free. I Did I say, no, I said, said it's it not. Was- I said it's not gluten-free. Okay. Right? You said it was gluten-free. All right. (laughs) It's not gluten-free. Yeah. Because it has wheat. Yeah, that's what I said. That's the only thing, is that it has gluten. Yeah, but then you started celebrating, and I was like, No, I didn't. Because I I looked over at you, and you were like, what? And I was like, oh, wait, is it gluten-free? Because it has wheat in it, you know? Anyway. This is a train wreck. Come on, we're almost to the end. Okay, okay. I just want that. I want that Red Baron pizza, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. 
So, now that we've got that non-sponsored, as always, because we are localized in Eugene, Oregon, part of the UO campus, we're here to talk about food and huge. Eugene. Hey. All right. So, first off, kind of like last time, a lot of this will be the same because, again, for any new listeners, this is always super helpful to know if you didn't already. Um, Food and Huge is where we talk about food resources within Eugene or any kind of those similar line of relations. That's weird. Anyway, anything related to to food and Eugene that's helpful to you. Yeah, as well as just like cool things going on in Eugene that are related to food. Yes. So we're going to start off with um, providing food security resources. We here believe every person should have easy access to food. So it would only be right for us to tell you if you don't already follow at Feed the Flock UO, if you're a student at U of O, you should because they're constantly updating with information about getting food resources. Um, Or the Student Sustainability Center, which also along the same lines has that same mission of making sure people have access to food. Their handle on Instagram is at UO underscore SSC. So follow those. And that's always there are also resources to pick up food, whether it's full meals or to pick up produce. Um, if you're looking for just like free meal pickups, we ha- there's Hearth and Table. Um, they have free meals that are available for pickup that started back in October 6th and it's going on once a week. October 6th was like a Thursday? That was a Tuesday, wasn't it? Tuesday? That was a Tuesday. A yeah. Tuesday. So yeah. On Tuesdays, they'll be available for pickup. Um, for more information, just check out our show description. Yes. Um, yeah. In addition to that, every Tuesdays from 3 to 5, there's also um, produce drops where if you are a UO student and you have a bag and a student ID, you can head over to the UO EMU Amphitheater to pick up some free groceries. Yeah, so they won't turn anybody away. It's usually you come and they give you food will give you produce, and then when they run out, they run out. And, you know, that's really nothing else. So we recommend you go early. Wear your mask for the life of us. Wear your freaking mask on campus, especially because there's going to be people waiting in line for food. You're going to be around people. Please do that. But, again, highly recommend if you have time between 3 and 5 on Tuesdays, go by the amphitheater, pick it up. Always some good stuff there. They're very nice. Want to help out. So take advantage of it if you need it. And finally, and this is what will get me for this episode. It's the freaking pumpkin patches, all right? Go to the pumpkin patch. Go to the Johnston Vegetable Farm. Have a great time. But please, 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 do not go in a giant group. Do not go and plan with all your buddies to just go to the pumpkin patch and, you know, do your cute photo shoots and whatnot. I sound bitter because, yes, I am bitter. But also, I have seen so many groups of people, huge groups of people, go to the pumpkin patch together. And then they unmask for their cute photos and then they put their mask on. Yeah, it's a couple minutes, but you are still at risk to spread the virus or catch the virus because you are in a giant freaking group okay go with your roommates jamie told me earlier that they're gonna go with their roommates pretty soon but if you're gonna go with people that you're not in contact with on a daily you know you're small maybe three four people just just don't go make other plans go at a different time this is one autumn season you can go a different time when there is not the risk of dying from a virus that is plaguing the whole world all right just go at a different time or don't go at all be like me just don't go stay at home go crazy alone in your apartment it's fine that is much better than going potentially getting sick especially with the spike in covid cases around the county we've just been placed back on the watch list by the governor don't you forget it. Be extra careful. This, because one, you should not freaking get COVID, but two, it's going to be cold and it's going to be wet and then you might get a cold. 
And what's worse is that the symptoms for your cold and COVID just happen to be related. They are almost exactly the same. Don't fucking risk it. Okay? You look cute in the photos, but you can get that cute photo later. Seriously, it's not the end of the world for one autumn to skip this activity. Or just go by yourself. That's it. Um, <laughs> on that note, um, <laughs> if you do really want to go to the pumpkin patch, exercise the most caution. Like I said, don't go in a giant group of your friends. Um, don't take off your masks for photos. Even if you're going with, like, your small group of friends, try to maintain your social distancing with other groups. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, the the, the main pumpkin patch to, to go to is Johnson Family. I know they, they seem to be doing, like, a pretty good job yeah. with, like, maintaining social distancing guidelines. So if you really, really want to, be careful, bundle up, wear your mask, social distance, and only touch the pumpkin you're gonna buy. Please. Swear to God. Please don't kill somebody this year. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. And on that note, we've reached the end of the show. Uh, Thank you all for listening. And we want to hear from you. If you have any food-related questions, uh, feel free to email us at foodfumblehotline at gmail.com. You can also follow Emma and I on Twitter. I'm at jdeep2. I'm at, at catchuptoemily. And we have our Google form for you, posted up there for you to ask any of your food and cooking related questions there. Um, yeah, you can tweet directly at us, honestly. Yeah. We love the engagement. Yeah, we, we live for engaging with people remotely. <laughs> We're so lonely. <laughs> We're so, so alone. Okay, we don't need to harp on how lonely we are. <laughs> I'm hungry. I want pizza. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll get you some food in a second. Okay. <laughs> All right, so if you do care to keep up with us some more because you just don't want us to go away quite yet. If you just love the sound of our voice and our glittering personalities, <laughs> follow us at our socials that we just said and do do the things. Cook well, be safe. Please be safe. Bundle up, it's getting cold. And make sure to keep that stove on low if you're going to make some pancakes. Yes. We will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.